Into it? Don't, don't. Into it? <laughs> Into it, yeah. But I wouldn't ask me what this song is because we obviously know. You're not getting this one. That I Guaranteed you're not getting this yeah, no one. No way. If I didn't know Metric, I can't believe I didn't know Metric a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they're such a, a Canadian staple. Ugh. This is um, Seattle Rain. Yeah, bring it up. By 888. Uh. So good. So good. Check out 888. Uh, this is from their album Critical Mistakes. It's so good, this band. This is Seattle Rain. Man, what is the life of a band? You know, like, is it good? I, like, right now, I want to talk to them and just be like... New, we need to interview a band. We need to get Valley back. Like, not back, but, like, actually on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because they're starting a tour soon with uh, the band Camino, which we yeah. actually started in a podcast with their music before. And uh, I'm going to see them in Toronto. Nice. But it's like, th- this band is Toronto, like, local. Like, we should be able to get them. Yeah, like, I just want to know what life is like bands I can, like, make something up, because I feel like... As a teenager, my biggest goal was to be in a band. Yeah, make it up. Go ahead. So okay. basically, you wake up on a tour bus, just jostling around like, where am I? Yeah, you open yeah. your eyes, you go out the window, you're in a different city. Are we doing drugs? Are we doing alcohol? Um, we're doing definitely a lot of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, drugs is up to the band, to be honest. I know a lot of bands I could see doing drugs, yeah. and you could hear it in their music. Like, Do you remember the band MGMT? Mm. Like half their stuff was written on like acid, acid or something like <laughs> yeah. that, you know? And the fact that we both said it at the same time, you can tell. Yeah, you can tell. Uh, my band, no. My band would, like, probably a lot of drinking. But actually, no, you know what? Honestly, recently I've been on a health kick. Mm. I need actually, you know, oh my God. Oh you know, my God. I honestly do think a lot of bands are into health. Like, they're waking up with cold brews and not, like, draft beers. Draft beers, like they have a cake. Yeah, I guess it depends. Like, if it's, like, a hard rock band. That no, I, I, I mean, doubt they're going to be like... Man. Bands these days are on a health kick. I think the juices are a big trend right now. Juices. But I'm on. So listen to this. Okay. So I've been like a funk lately. And this is going to help anybody listening right now. Okay. So I've been like this funk of like, oh, what am I doing with my life? I just don't feel like I'm working towards anything. And I kind of got sick of my own story. Mm. Of just like, oh, just saying the same stuff. I'm sick of this. And I don't want this to happen anymore. You know? But eventually I was like, okay, let's take care of one of the things that bothers you. For me, it's I've kind of fallen out of shape from what I used to be. And like so physically, like, or? physically, okay, yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's let's sign up for a gym. Mm-hmm. I, I hate going to the gym. You know, you're not going to go by yourself. So let's sign up for one of those high intense training, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Hits. Yes. So I've been doing that for the past week, and oh my god. Okay, so like, no, he's he's turned. Listen, this he is, has turned. I will not be the type <laughs> that walks into a room and is like, "Have you tried this workout? What is the water?" Oh, you no. know, like it's not like that. It's just whenever I would Google how to feel better or whatever, like a lot of people Google a lot yeah, of things. Number one thing. Yeah, which is bad medically because yeah. you'll always be diagnosed with like malaria. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's true though. The fact that we're laughing so hard like makes it look like it was like a personal effect or it, something. It definitely <laughs> was in college for me. <laughs> um, so I would Google this and they would always say, oh yeah, exercise is good for your mental health. You'll feel yeah. better. I'm like, nah, screw exercise. Like, let's find another way. Yeah. And I finally just tried it, and it's unfreaking real how much it's turned my life around. Yeah, no, I, you have a water bottle on the desk right now. I've never brought a water bottle here before. <laughs> never seen a water bottle before. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, start drinking more water. I'm like eating healthier starting yesterday. 
that counts? Oh, that's better than me because I'm like starting tomorrow. I'll eat healthier. <laughs> You're starting yesterday. That's good. I started yesterday and it's like you feel better. But exercise, when you start taking care of yourself or mm. like an insecurity in you, um, man, you're like untouchable. Yeah. It's really a cool thing to feel. I feel like the audience can now hear it. Like the energy just coming out right now. Only because I'm such an advocate of things that work. Yeah. That's why with like brand deals on YouTube, I'll, I will not take ones that are fraud, phony, or like legitimately don't work. Yeah. And when something does work, I want to shout it from the top of the mountains and just be like, hey, yo, work out. You're going to feel so good. Yeah. And trust me, I'm not the type to go to a gym and just run on the treadmill. It is so boring. It's yeah. so boring. So you have like a good, a great mixture, a great combo of like positive influence, knowing when you're doing it too much of being a douchebag, of shouting it from the top of your lungs. 100%. And advocating for things that actually work. So you're like a good spokesperson. 100%. But usually I get confused when people that go work out are like so into it and they come off like a little douchey. A little arrogant, yeah. A little arrogant. 100%. You know? Well, they, they think that they're, uh, a lot of them think that they're better. Yeah. Than you. Oh. And, and it's like this, what I'm doing is in CrossFit. Because like <laughs> you go into CrossFit and it's like. Let's it's make it very like, clear, people. Yeah, I'm not doing CrossFit. I want to make that clear. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like it's obligation to say, hey, I do CrossFit. And it's like, you realize that pisses everyone off. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't want to be. It's like a disclaimer. You have to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be that guy that's saying, oh yeah, I'm doing high intensity. Like, I'm, I'm mentioning it now because I really feel mentally, if you feel like you're in a loop of just like mundane daily tasks that are just eating you away, try to work on your body because you could physically see yourself get stronger yeah. and then your confidence comes back. Because I lacked a little bit of confidence as of recent and like this is like totally bringing it back. That's amazing. I I, yeah, I did a high intensity before and I'm not one to work out. Like like through and through. It's funny we both say that. <laughs> not one to work out. Like no, I, I'm not going to run in the same spot to no end. Like I'm a freaking... Hamster? Hamster with like a, like a carrot in front of me. You know? <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> This thing. is not what human humanity is about, right? But I went to a hu like a high intensity, whatever, interval training. That that thing like changed my outlook on all working out. Did you, you still go every so often or not? No, it's a little far and like with the whole like uh, <laughs> flight attendant thing. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, but I feel like as a flight attendant... There's got to be something in the air that, like, when you're up there that high, maybe you burn more calories or something. Yo, you're a, you're a bag of chips, man. You're just, you go up, you get so bloated, and, like, when you come down, <laughs> everything, like, everything escapes you, and you just look at yourself. Like, honestly, it's, like, the skinniest you'll ever see yourself because you're, like, yo, bag that's of a chips. deflation. I thought you were calling me a bag of chips. Like, you know that Not, old saying, like, hey, you're just something in a chips. bag of chips. That's hilarious. I didn't realize your body does that. Yeah, so... uh we got to wear, like, compression socks and stuff. Really? It's so crazy because, like... Like, yeah, what one of those, like, 80-year-old women wears in the exit 100%. Because then you, like, we're at risk of getting, like, uh, spider veins. So here's no. what happens. I'm not oh, going to get into man. the science of it real quick, but, like... Wow. So when you get up, everything kind of, like, inflates, right? Up to altitude. Yeah. So including your veins. So what happens, because you're standing all the time, all the blood rushes down to your, uh, to oh. your legs because oh the... God. The veins are so big. So it literally just like seeps all the way down and you can feel it like in your legs. You're like, you have cankles. You have, I was going to say, can you get cankles? Yeah, yeah. Like that's, ew. Like so not, then, not ew to cankles, but yeah. ew that like the blood just goes down. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Like you're just like a bag of like, I don't know, takeaway soup. <laughs> like soup to go. That's what you are. You are. If oh someone puts soup God. to go in like a, 
like a plastic bag. Yeah. That's what you are. And then so when you have a compression sock, it like limits the amount of blood that goes to your legs hmm. and it controls it in a way that it's going to be trying to push it up. Anyways, when you come down, you feel interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what I've noticed too is like there's a lot of attractive flight attendants. Yeah, females. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> wow that wow. worked <laughs> perfect timing. You see that? <laughs> you took that as a compliment. Yeah, thanks, man. No, just, honestly, like, out of all the flights I've been on in the past year, yeah, there are all these beautiful girls that are like, and like I can't imagine because flying, you, you're exposed to so many different types of humans. Mm. Like for me, I would never say something to these. I'd just be like, water with ice, please. <laughs> but like so many guys would be like, can I get ice with a side of you? Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. There's a few. There's a f- yeah, man. Some some bold people, and sometimes, most times, disrespectfully bold people. Most times, yeah. It's one yeah. It's one thing to be bold, and confident, and cool, and not a weirdo. It's another to be just disrespectfully bold. Absolutely, you know. And oftentimes, it's like the guys that you feel shouldn't have that much confidence, but yeah, they, I don't know. And then you're stuck with them for like eight hours, man. Yeah. Anyways. Um. Wow. Okay. You know how okay. the freak <laughs> did we get? Here? Listen, we get ask ourselves that every podcast. I know. I know. Today we're gonna hmm. do a, a few things. Yes. One. Uh. Right now, I know we've just recently talked about this, but it's about listening. Mm. Right? You had some stuff to say. <laughs> yeah. But listen. I'll listen. And actually, this it works because everyone listening right now, you guys, all you do is listen. <laughs> like, and we, listen, and we listen, thank you for that. By the way, honestly, like I I come here every week, and it for me. It feels like a therapy session. 100%. And I look forward to this, man. Like, 100%. And I just want to thank you, Dan, the audience, everyone for honestly just giving that space of just like, like I, it truly brings me happiness. It feels good. Oh, look at that. Guys, keep you. listening. Help Amaro. It actually helps me too. Yeah. Like uh, for me, if I've got something weighing on my mind, I know I could spin it into a topic. Yeah. That'll help others because it is like a therapy session and I have a therapy session tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> double like therapy a, baby double you know i'll see a therapist every so often just as like a checkup you know and i think there's still that sense of uh you're a basket case if you see a therapist but i think for me it's um and anybody out there listening to if you've got this stigma mm. with seeing a therapist that you like you're mentally insane or that i'm talking myself or like i'm running yeah. into walls or shit like that it's like that's not what the average therapist deals modern with. therapy yeah modern therapy is much different i feel like than than what hollywood makes it seem yeah no it's like weird. i don't wear a gown or anything i i go in this room with the couches i sit and then um the only awkward part okay yeah is the start and actually i had a conversation with my therapist last time i, I saw them is a lot of the time therapists won't say anything so you walk in <laughs> And, and they, because they want you to guide the session, right? Yeah. They want you to choose where you want to go, what you want to talk about. And last time I was like, look, I need to figure this out. Cause when I come in here, <laughs> this is, I actually said this. I'm like, you said that to them? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know if I say hi to you, if I say, how are you doing? Because some therapists don't want you talking about anything to do with them. Yeah. So if you say, hey, how's it going? They'll kind of be like, well, how's it going with you? Because they, oh, don't, like they don't you've wanna, like removed the fourth wall with them. Yeah, well, they, they just want to be a sounding board. They yeah. don't want to be adding into the conversation. Perfect. And that was what was on your mind? And here they are as yeah. a sounding board. Yeah, so all they do is they listen, right? Yeah. So I went in there. I was like, yeah, I don't know what to do. Like, do I say hi? And they hit me with the the answer of like, well, some people say this and some people say this. So I'm like, yeah. shit. <laughs> I don't know what to say now. 
You know, but no, Who I, am I? I find going to a therapist every, I don't know, every so often uh, just keeps me in check with my running thoughts. Yeah, man. So, and on top of that, this right here is good too. Yeah, you're you know? doing the most for feeling better in your life. Working yeah, out. But, uh, yeah, right on. Oh my God. Monday mornings with Amar. 100 Yeah. You're right. No, <laughs> now I think, Friday mornings with Amar. Yeah, Jeez. I'm... Um, <laughs> Definitely self-care is a big thing that I haven't done in a while. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've expressed emotion through art, and I'm like, okay, at least I can get it out, but nothing to do with self-care, and I've underestimated the power of it. Yeah. For sure. Especially, uh, like, honest health. Honest uh, yeah. self-care. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes people say self-care, but they, they're not really self-caring. No, because they'll be like, oh, I need self-care. I need a beer. Self-care. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, I think self-care in a very general sense comes to taking care of yourself mentally and physically. Yeah. So yeah, I started eating healthy last week or yesterday. Um, I started going to the, this training almost every day, which makes me feel better. Yeah. Put on some muscle, which would be nice. I don't know. We'll see. I'll keep you guys updated yeah. on these muscles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but muscle I, I also want to say like, you know, as much of a therapy session it is for us, if you guys have any questions, burning, Life, I don't know what I'm mean. you, mm. Can you talk on this? Because I got, no. you know what I'm trying to say, but I just can't say it. <laughs> if you guys have things you need help with yes, that we may not have talked about, sorry, I'm chewing a, a croissant. Every day, every week, the croissant series. Um, Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I bre- oh, my God. <laughs> you just exploded. I'm so sorry for your headphones, for your ears. <laughs> so if, uh, be, oh, my God. We're both like dying right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have taken. This is like, I took a bite of the croissant because I thought you were gonna go riff off on something. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I got. I don't. No, I had a riff, and then like I just couldn't think of anything, and then I. Okay, what, what, we're, trying, what we're trying to say is, oftentimes in this podcast we talk about things that can help you in your everyday life, but we haven't talked about everything. And if there's something specific or a situation that you have that you're like, I would love to hear these guys go in depth yeah. on this topic. Because it'll help you. Uh, I don't know how they're going to reach us, man. Like, Okay, here's the thing. I would say leave a review, right? I'm going to put in the description of this and a URL to the review. The thing about Apple and Spotify and all them, you're leaving a review, you have to go through like a labyrinth, right? So I'm going to try to make it as easy as possible. I'm going to try to just put the link and then all you have to write is a review. Write a review and in the review, you can ask that question. Or you could just write a review, give us five stars. Um, you can I'd, also tweet. You could also, well, yeah, you could tweet Dan. At, at the Danocracy. Um, but guys, now's a really good time to do it because we're starting at a, right at the front, like right yeah. at first. Um, most likely we'll answer yours. Yeah. Because I think I, from experience, as these things go on, you get more and more, Yeah. right? So yeah, I don't know if there's something you want so us to talk about. So tweet at the Danocracy or yeah. leave a review. Or do both. Mm-hmm. And either way, leave a review, man. It matters. Let's talk about listening. Yeah, listening. Let's do it. Um, I don't know. I was just, so I was like, on one of like the ride, I don't know, I was just driving the other day. And I was like, I feel like I'm a good listener. Mm-hmm. Even though the podcast listeners might be like, man, you always cut people off and stuff. <laughs> but I think that makes a good listener as well. Why? Why are you a good listener? I honestly think it's, I'm trying to boil it down to a few good points but 
one thing that I really, really, really care about is when I'm listening, and, and I could tell, like, the people, like, let's say my brothers would always be like, you're a bad listener, right? And I could tell what I'm doing wrong there and with my friends and social circles and strangers and random people, you know, they always say you're a good listener, but and I know why. And I think, like, when you go into listening to someone and you're actually listening to them and you're actually, if you're convinced or if you can even convince yourself that this person knows something that I don't, this person is going to bring up a point I haven't even thought of, then it makes you a better listener. There are always times when like someone says something and you hear it and you're like, oh, I know a topic that this could go into, right? So you just automatically like change it. Yeah. Yeah. You change it and you backdrop to the topic that you want to talk about. Yeah. But if you just dive deeper into Speaking of dive deeper, I went scuba diving. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to chuck this microphone at you. (laughs) You're right. 100%. You're right. Uh, Here's the thing. On my one hand, I can count how many good listeners I know in my life. Yeah. On my one? No, on my one hand. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm on the left hand. You? Yeah, my good listener. Oh, you're saying am I one? Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Okay, thanks. Part of it is because it's kind of your job. Well, (laughs) it's a great conversation. But there's something special about these people because they are... Instead of sitting there listening and thinking of what to say next, which 90% of us do, mm-hmm. it's like they'll, they'll say one thing at the beginning of their, their whole rant, and you're like, okay, I'm going to touch on that. Let's just let them finish. It's like, no, uh, listen throughout the whole thing. Yeah. You know, so I used to uh, interview celebrities when I was down in Texas. And one of the biggest things I learned from that experience was I have to listen to their answer from start to finish because the question I might have could be totally irrelevant. And here's a, here's a good uh, exercise. Mm. If you're watching the news uh, or even if you're at the movies and you're watching the, the trailers at the beginning or those little pre-show, look at the interviewers asking the actors questions in those little sit downs. The way you can tell if it's a good interviewer is if you don't even see really a question happening, mm. but more of a conversation because what you'll see oftentimes is, so tell us about the movie. Cool. Great. So was it interesting playing with this? Oh, awesome. It's like they are, all they're doing is they uh, have their six questions and they're saying, look at their response when the actor answers the question. It'll be like, cool. Awesome. It kills me to all right. see that. Oh, so no. there's no rebuttal to yeah. what they just said. So no wonder these actors start to feel like they've said the same thing 10, 20 times because, you know, people aren't like having a conversation with them. Yeah. I, I will say those junkets can be, intense like when i did them in dallas oftentimes they're in a hotel conference room or hotel room you have exactly five minutes from when you walk in the door to sit down right when you sit down there's two cameras already going the actors sitting there you're like hi nice to meet you cameras go we're rolling right when you sit down wow start and then when you're done they say one more question they show you done they they pop out the sd cards from both cameras and then they give it to you so i had so many sd cards in just thrown at you they're only eight gig, but they had uh, my camera angle and then the artist's camera angle Damn. or the actor. And then you then do whatever you want with it. Right. But I get that it's intense, but just, that's just something to look out for. That'd be my one rule if I ever had like that job. So I, I've also interviewed a couple celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one time there, it was always like, yeah, you're just going to have like 15 minutes with this artist or um, whoever this person is. And I always like said, no, like I'm not going to do a 15 minute thing. That's just not my style. And 
I know it's also, you know, I'm in no place to call those shots and to say those things. But sometimes you just got to say it. Of like, you can't get the questions you want in five minutes. There's just, there's no way, right? So, yeah, I feel bad for the press people of like, they got to work it with, somehow they have to get a life-changing interview within five minutes. And that is like, for 99% of people, they cannot do that. Well, everyone's going for exclusivity or a moment yeah. that they can then title Brad Pitt cries during interview or whatever, you know? And you'll often see, you know who's really good at this is Entertainment Tonight US. It, it's annoying to the point. Mm. It's not that they're good at it. It's that it's it gets to the point where it's like almost morally wrong. Wow. Just like, like the, when, um, okay, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. His wife just recently passed away. So the first interview the family did was with Entertainment Tonight. And I'm watching it because it was the first one. I want to see how he was. Obviously, he was very heartbroken. Yeah. And this interviewer was like, wow, it must be hard. You know, hard living out with Beth anymore. And I'm like, you are just poking at that. an open wound. And that pisses me off because it's like, yeah, he wants to have exclusive content. But all you're doing is caring about your show. Yeah. And not about these people's hearts or about these people at all. You know, that, that's a massive loss in these people's lives. And you're there trying to say... It must have been hard. Tell us about why it was hard. Do you ever go to bed crying at night? It's like, really? Yeah, you couple that with like shitty way of asking questions of like, there's no natural flow. It's annoying, man. Like, I'll, I'll say this. Like, the entertainment world breeds some really inauthentic monsters. Yeah. Like, it pisses me off, man. Because so much of this industry, I, I sound like... Very cynical. I, I'm starting to hear this in my own voice. Like every time we do this podcast, I say something shitty or negative about the industry I'm in. Yeah. And it's not because I actually think the whole industry is bad. No. It's just the specifics that we're talking about now, they, they apply. With this industry, it's so much exterior based. Look on TV how many attractive people there are hosting shows. And you're like, this person is so awkward. Yeah. There's one here in Toronto this really pretty girl mm. and I was at a bar or I was like a, play, a place getting food after the bar and the, her presentation style was very like and next that we have this I'm like you sound like a wall if a wall could talk <laughs> but you're very pretty yeah so this you have to realize that just because they're on TV doesn't mean that they have a crazy ton of skill a lot of them do though yeah because there's a lot of hurdles you have to get over and there's a lot of hard work it's and a lot of hard work 100 yeah. and like nerves you got to get over and a lot of pressure yeah but there's also a lot of them that are just coasting because of their looks yeah and, and it just sucks for the other people like there's I, I don't know i'm thinking of this like girls like sportscaster uh she used to work on the score and one time i was like in t like just talking to her and she was telling me like her story was like an in, in an interview and she was like man people just don't see the hard work they don't like they just see me get this like spot on on the score which is like a, a local sports station and they think oh wow she's so lucky she you know she probably got it because of her looks or this or that but they don't see that for three summers in a row all I was doing in my kitchen was putting the camera on and recording myself talk about sports oh, for three hours, four hours, eight hours at a time. 100%. Every single day. But when then, when I get to the score and, you know, I speak so well, they're like, oh, she's so lucky because the score just wanted to hire a girl or something. So it sucks that for those people, they still get the shitty end of the entertainment 
It's, you know? Yeah, so I think if you're attractive on TV, naturally people are going to assume there's a connection there. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, I guess on the flip side of things isn't always the case. Um, that happens with, with anybody that has success, though. You know, like, even I've been doing YouTube for 10 years, and I've had four channels. This is my fourth channel. The first one was with a buddy of mine in high school, and I just felt like we couldn't... I always wanted to film. He didn't have as much motivation to do so. So I said, okay, enough's enough. I'm going to do my own thing. Mm. Went off and did my own thing for a bit. Um, and then I got my AdSense permanently removed because someone did a click bomb, it was called. Yeah, I remember Where that. they just go and they click all the ads and then Google sees it's all coming from the same IP and they're like, okay, we have to protect our advertisers Yeah, because this guy's clicking his own ads to make money. And it wasn't me. It was just, it was click bombing back in the day. Then after that, I made a channel again with my friend because he he we were in he was in school for it. So I was like, okay, let's let's try this again. Yeah. No, same kind of thing happened. Uh, where I want to record more, and then I made the Danocracy, and I've made over six hundred videos on my channel now. Holy! Yeah. Like you guys don't realize wow. this isn't me preaching. Like oh, you had to respect. Just each video takes about five to six hours to edit. And some of them really pay off and some of them don't at all. Damn. Like some of my favorite ones, my last one is one of my favorites in a while where I talk about what it is to not feel good enough and how to fix that. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time editing these examples. Like I talk about a seed being planted and I edited a, a seed being planted, like, you know, stuff that is easy to be consumed, mm -hmm. but they don't get as many views. However, the amount of DMs I got from that video, like this morning I was reading them makes me feel so much better. Yeah. You know, I get more response from a video that only has 3,000 views. Yeah, that engagement is crazy high, I'd imagine. Yeah, 100%, because they're like, oh, this really helped me, it affected me, and that's great. But anyways, back to what we were just talking about. It's, it's you never really know, I guess, someone's situation. Yeah. Uh, and you can't base it off of appearance, of course not. Yeah. It's just, I think, what most people do is if you see someone really attractive on TV that isn't necessarily very comfortable, you assume that's the CEO's son. Yeah. Or daughter, you know? Do you have any tips on how to, uh, I guess, listen better? Um, yeah, I think what we covered is, like, actually listening to everything the person's saying. Yeah, like, I like your tip of, like, you because, know, yeah, man, everyone, it's so obvious, but we all do it of just the whole, like, what I'm, okay, he's saying this, what am I going to say next? Just, like, stop thinking about the next thing you're going to say. Just... Or we spin it on ourselves, right? Like we, oh yeah, we think how we could bring it back to us. Mm. So it's like, oh yeah, that's that sucks. You know, this one time for me, I'm hundred percent guilty of this. Not because I'm conceited, but just because that's my way of helping someone, and I'm doing it right now, as you can see, <laughs> yeah. uh, is by giving real life examples that I went through. Yeah. Uh, so, and that doesn't necessarily help all the time. It, that's the thing. I, I think you really have to know like what this person actually wants out of this conversation. Cause yeah, there are times when you spin it on yourself and it actually helps the other person because it, you know, it shows them that they're not the only ones going through it. Uh, it shows them that, you know, uh, that we all have problems or whatever, which is really nice and helpful. But sometimes people just like, I just want to vent about me and my shitty day. Right. And I don't want to hear about your shitty day. Mm -hmm. But we don't say that. Obviously, we're not that. Well, a lot of the time also I've learned when people want to just rant yeah. or vent, it's because that's all they want to do is vent. You don't even need to say anything. And it could be fine. Yeah. Like, 
Someone comes over to your house clearly upset. What's wrong? Let them talk and watch near the end. They'll be like, oh, okay. Like they'll feel so much better. Yeah. A lot of people don't have as much of a network of people they can talk to as you would think. They're, like I see people that I'm pretty envious of that I'm like, wow, you can just go to your friend's house and just talk about mm. things that bother you. For me... Is that hard for you? Yeah. Hell yeah. Damn. Is that hard for you? I'm honestly going to say no. It's not hard for me to talk to people. No, no, no. I, I know what you're saying. But, but, I, but putting myself in the position I have, I feel like my friends are genuinely not weirded out because I, I got some really great friends, but slightly, slightly uncomfortable because I'm always goofing around. Yeah. That when the goofball has problems, it's like, laugh it off. Okay, sure. There's no credibility there. I hate that. But what, what do you do when you have, you want to vent? So I, I'd say straight up, I think I'm one of the people that you're envious of. Not that you've put a, <laughs> not that I'm like the mascot for it. And like, fuck that guy. Well, I'm, I need to stop swearing, man. That's something yeah. I'm actually trying to be better at. Don't even worry about it. Keep going though. Um, no, yeah, not, not for censorship. I just, you know, I just don't want to swear. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I, at any time, if there's a problem, I would say I confidently have five to 10 people that, that are willing to listen and want to listen and will help in the best way possible. 10 people. Yeah. Give or take where they are in the country, five to 10 people. How do you get these people? I don't know. I, I guess like, I don't know. One thing that I always am proud of, uh, and you know, you guys have heard it on the podcast a lot of like, you know, just... 13 best friends. Having a lot of friends. Yeah, we've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly think I have, I don't have friends because like, I'm like, yeah, I need to collect all these friends. It's just like, you talk to some, like, there's just no Thir way. 13 best friends. 14 if you play your cards right. That oh my God. <laughs> so it sounds like what's happening is you are titling, you've got a very wide title of what a best friend is. Uh, yeah, I, I think the titles are, are definitely... Okay, go ahead. Like you're very, you're very flexible with what, like you might meet someone and then they buy you a, a bike and you're like, well, you're my best friend. You're my best. Are we best friends? Adding you to my <laughs> list. We're best friends. No, no, no. This is how I look at best friends, right? Is with best friends, there's like that mutual, there's that mutual feeling of, of like, is this person actually one of the most important people in my life? Right. And I would look at all 13 of them. And if I were to say, if I have a wedding, right, who, whether girl or guy, who's going to be, you know, my, what's it, groomsman? Best man. Yeah, who's going to be my best man? Who's going to be my groomsman? Yeah. You know, and groomsmen are usually like your best friends, right? Are you going to be the type of wedding that has like 20 groomsmen? Yeah, but like, yo, it's also like friggin' maids, bridesmaids, like, like, yeah, I have thir like 13 best friends, probably six of them, seven of them are guys, six of them are girls. And it's like, they're like, I look at their life and my life and like the closest people in each other's life are us, you know? So, huh. like, there's no question. So and I can cockily say this. Cockily. Cockily? Cockily. Is that a word? I just, or it is now. You, <laughs> it was said. <laughs> were you, <laughs> there's a bunch you, of letters said right now. Were you trying now. to say confidently? <laughs> no, cockily. Like cocky? Oh. <laughs> Cockily. Cockily. <laughs> Definitely not a real word. Cockily. No, 
Okay, go on. And I can cockily say it's like we're best we're best friends because of like the value that I bring them for sure. Obviously, no one thinks that cynically, but I just you know I gotta express that as he says it on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right, like like I'm I'm there. You know, like if they need to vent or they have uh, if they get stuck somewhere in you know Detroit. I'm I'm going there to pick them up, and I think that's that makes like, man, 100. percent That's a high quality friend. High so quality. So it's not friend. we're not just buying bikes for each other, man. No, but or listen to this. I I almost had a <laughs> flat the other night. I thought I had a flat. Yeah. And I was on the east end of Toronto, which is like super far from me. Yeah. And I sat. I was biking. I'm like, who the hell would I call? Me, man. Before to come, you go in to come pick me up with my bike. If I called an Uber, no, they're not gonna they're not gonna toss my bike in the back of their car. Yeah. So I'm like, who would I call? I'm like, my brother's not here. Like he's tra- he's at a cottage. My other brother lives in Montreal, and my other brother is probably with his girlfriend somewhere. So I'm like, I I don't have someone I would call. So I'm like, I could see myself trekking two hours back with this heavy ass bike. I I'm gonna tell you right but now, now. I'm gonna add you to the list. It, I'm gonna tell you right now. Add me on the list. I'm I'm there. Like I'm literally there. Wow, what a great what a great friend. Yeah, see, we got a little closer, dude. I don't we? know which one to hit. <laughs> what a great friend, Amar. <laughs> No, no, but I, that's funny. I, I really do feel like us two are actually like becoming friends. Yeah. Well, not becoming friends. We are friends. I yeah. Mean. Well, hundred <laughs> percent. I think we've come a long way since we first started this podcast for one. Yeah. Guys, a little backstory about Amar and I, we went to high school. Then I hired him as my first ever employee yeah, yeah. for the Denocracy. And he worked for me with me for. Say it. I ain't gonna say it. Like what? Like <laughs> four weeks? Yeah, like three and a half. Three and a half weeks? Yeah. Seventeen days, to be honest, guys. Uh, well, hold on, but there was travel <laughs> days in between. Yeah, there were. There were. So it was it was a little bit longer than that, but um, and then after that, we started this podcast, and you you do start to not a facade, but you start to see the person for who they are after, which is so much yeah. better, to be honest. Everyone and me, me included, fears that our facade is the best version of us. That mm-hmm. once the, the honeymoon stage of a friendship or relationship is gone, we're nothing. Yeah. And for me, when I meet somebody, <clears throat> I've said this before in a podcast, that seems like they have it all together. It just it just reeks of not having it all together, you know? <laughs> like it, it just, I.e. me. It's just, yeah. As he sits here, tells us all <laughs> his life stories. I just, I feel like it's a huge indicator is when someone is, I don't know, like nothing ever bothers them. They're always okay. Like, I don't know. Mm. Just, it's a little bit fishy for me. So when that whole facade is gone, you actually get to know someone. Like the fact in this podcast that I could say, oh, I'm going to a therapy session tomorrow. Yeah. Very lightheartedly. I don't mean anything by it to, to want to talk about that or anything, but it's like, that's comfort, yeah. obviously, you know, amongst people. Yeah, I, I think I think I definitely come off fake in the beginning, always. You seem like you... Oh, let's talk about this. All right, here we go. <laughs> you seem like you have it all together. Yeah. Like, not all together. Like, it's nice to be around someone that's positive. Let's be clear. Like, the worst thing is being around someone that's always like, oh, we got to walk there? Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to wake up so early. I ran out of gas. My tires aren't fully inflated. Yeah. Like, there's always something bothering them. I, oh. I promise you, that will seep in, and you will become that. Guaranteed. Yeah, man. That is... Guaranteed. Actual- Death by mental states. Death by being shitty. 
<laughs> and so with you, it's the opposite. Like when I first remember, we went to lunch at that pizza joint. Yeah. And we hadn't seen each other in years. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, well, I sell straws. I sell whiteboards. I'm a flight attendant. <laughs> I, I traveled across. I'm like, which I don't know how that came across because I know it didn't. Of this guy has it all together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, selling straws. Yeah. I might have like puzzle pieces and I'm like collecting all these puzzle pieces, but they but, definitely but, don't go together. But what it sounds like is there's ambition there. And yeah. to a lot of people, that's something they envy. It's like, oh, wow, I wish I had that much drive. Yeah. To, to, to accomplish your goals like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely come off fake, I think, in the beginning. And then the more days, I guess, you spend with me, the more you're like, man, like the pendulum, like just like swings harder and harder of like, this guy's really fake or this guy's actually a good person, <laughs> right? You got to decide. Yeah. For you guys, you guys, well, I will tell you the only I thing that I decision is for a long time, I was like, I still can't pinpoint. Yeah. 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 Is if you were a, um, a cuck. No, I was gonna say a pathological <laughs> liar. Yeah. And I say that because we would walk by, I told, I've said this before. We'd walk by a restaurant. You'd say, I know this guy and this guy did this and like last week, yeah, I was at a store mm-hmm. driving through a part of Toronto. I saw this one store. Guys, I can't explain how more of a random ass hole in the wall store this was, but it was nothing special. And last time I was there driving by, I was with Amar, and he points and he goes, that guy right there, he does uh, speaking texts. Mm. And you're like, with Siri. So it's like, he doesn't actually text anything. He speaks into his phone and does the text. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, first off, very random fact. Like, sorry, like literally paragraphs of a caption on Instagram. And he just goes on Siri and do just remember, like. Do you remember what story, story this is? Yeah. Oh, um, oh, I know exactly where it is. It's like at the junction. Um, <laughs> something's treasures. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you confirmed it. 100%. So. It was just this random thing. I'm like, this guy can't be real. Like, yeah. this is he's pulling this out of his ass. But I'm like, that is a very obscure ass to be pulling things out of. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go in? No, I didn't. Oh, go in. I didn't go in. He's just like, so. Anyways, honey, literally, in bro. A like, literally, I, I I thought the end of this story was gonna be like, um, <laughs> it was gonna be like, and I went in, and he was talking to his Siri. Like, no. literally, like Siri is his assistant. <laughs> like, it was just a very random fact that you fact. told, and that that spiraled me into thinking, is this guy? Telling the truth when he says these things? Or is he just really good at making stuff up? Yeah. But, I mean, that's how, like, I don't know, that man. that's how I meet people. Like, that's how I, I think I like to put myself out there. Like, the fact that we met is because I was doing one of those, like, walk-arounds of Toronto and giving out, like, different things to different people. Um, I, I do, so every time after this podcast, I always, like, walk and, like, just buy lots of food and give it to people. What? It's very weird, right? I, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I so know. when you leave here today, you. you're going to go do that? Yeah. No. That's why, like... Mrs. Well, who do you buy food for? I'm going to follow you one day. With yeah, you yeah, know. no. Do it today. Anyways. No, uh, now you know. Now you know. Frank, now there's like two stories in there. Damn, we're just... Ah. <laughs> Anyways, so I was doing one of these walk-arounds one time, and I think I was like near your area, or I don't know how, but... Um, don't, Eric, don't, don't share my area. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Eric... Who yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, connected both of us, right? I heard or saw me one time. I think there, um, we're we're good friends. I love the guy, and so because of that, because I did that, he like connected both of us because like he's like, well, oh, no, I'm all, if you know if you need I, help well, or something, I just ran. I, so to tie the story up, sorry guys, I ran into 
Eric, who's a guy we went to high school with a few years younger than us. Yeah. I was walking my dog. He was walking his. And he was, oh, what are you up to now? And I was saying how I want to do this new project of sitting down with an old person asking what the best day of their life was yeah. and asking what the worst day of their life was, the contrast. And he said, oh, you should talk to Amar because he does something sort of similar like that. And I thought, huh, yeah, okay. I remember Amar from high school and that's how yeah. we kind of reached out. So I think by doing all these like obscure things that come off as like no one does that, like no one goes into these stores or no one hands out free food by doing that, you become more unique and you become more remarkable. You become more... I guess the word is like, I guess, notorious for this type of stuff. Yeah. And then I think more people will connect you with opportunities. Yeah, because you're in a unique position. You're in a yeah. unique position. So people always remember you. Um, yeah, so I just, I've always done that. And sometimes it takes me to the junction and I meet weird people that talk into their Siri for everything. <laughs> and other time, oh, <laughs> last week I ran into Justin Trudeau. <laughs> The prime oh, minister. My, hold on. So we were I recording. Texted you. We were recording last <laughs> yeah. week, and I was driving home, and I was kind of stuck in a bit of traffic. And he goes, "JT is just uh, outside your studio." <laughs> and I was like, "Justin Timberlake." I was like, who's trying, JT? Trying to think of all these. He goes, "Oh yeah, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, was outside my studio." Yeah. And I'm like, "What the hell?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And he sent me a picture of his like car brigade. Yeah. You know. And now I have like, okay, man, this this phone sucks so bad my microphone doesn't work anymore oh my god but i did take videos there's just no audio um but yeah so anyways i was handing out food and i swear to you i run into um i run into justin trudeau like while i was giving out food you know yeah. it, it really pays off like because that's like what when, when you do it like when you do nice things for other people you always think and i know it's like taboo to think this way but you always think like oh, I hope one day, like, you know, the prime minister notices or something, you know? You don't actually say that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but somebody. But somebody would, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, but some, like, you hope yeah, somebody, somebody would notice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, that happened last week and... Very random. And I got invited in. Really? Had a little chat. No, you didn't. Yeah, I swear. No, you I, didn't. I promise you. <laughs> you chatted with the prime minister? Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm I'm here. <laughs> Um, and then after that, see um, what I mean, guys? Like, how am I supposed to believe this? I know, don't. <laughs> everyone Literally don't. <laughs> no, but everyone listening right now, yeah. You see how that this? So all I heard was that you saw the Prime Minister of Canada down the street. Yeah. And right in this moment now, I'm hearing that you got invited in to talk to him. Yeah. Did you get any photos? Uh, I got videos. You have videos of you talking to him? No, no videos of me talking to him. What is the video of inside? Uh, okay, so we got invited in. Well, I got invited in. A couple of us got invited inside. It's like a little. I don't. I don't want to say where it is because yeah. it honestly will give off. Yeah. Exactly where you live. Um. So he was doing this like little speech at this building. Um. And I got like literally, I was handing out food, and as he was entering this building, I like I come across him. Like I'm walking down, and he's walking in, right. Um, and then, so his security, like his front security stops me. And then he like, I look and I was like, yo, this, what? Like I'm looking, <laughs> that's actually JT. Yeah. Right. Anyways. Uh, so then, uh, he's like, can I have one? Cause I just had like a pack of like donuts. And he's like, can I have one? And I was like, yeah, uh, like I'm just g giving out these donuts for everyone. Yeah. 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 And then. He like talks to me for like 30 seconds, invites me inside. I watch the speech and then uh, 
we can't video inside, but outside, I took all the videos. I love you guys. I, like, I, there's no way for me to credit yeah. check that, you know, but I'll take your word for it. The videos are here, man. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have uh, a little bit of time left. Oh, I don't want to end this on, like, I could be a pathological liar. Damn. Well, I know. I mean, I believe it. Yeah. But I used to be called BSMR for a long time. That's what time. I mean. Like, you've shared that in the past. Yeah. Anyways. Because I seem like I give off BS vibes. I, I totally Only understand because, it. I listen, totally get it. It is a massive thing to talk to the prime minister of this country. Yeah. And I'm only hearing about it 44 minutes into this podcast. We we had like a meeting before we recorded this podcast too, where you could have mentioned it. Yeah. Even in text after yeah. you said, hey, he's in your name. No, I don't do that, man. There's no, I cannot text like, hey, Dan, just met Justin Trudeau, had a great chat with him. I was actually giving out free food with him. No, no, you, you don't know. go into detail, but you just like, oh, he's in your neighborhood. Oh my God, I just got to talk to him. Like, yeah. You know? No, I that's where all that, communication stopped. was like, it, he's in your neighborhood. And then I was inside. But then afterwards, oh my God, I just got to talk to you, yeah. you know, like that's where I think you're having this vibe of BSMR comes from. Yeah, you're right. Is you're not sharing the most excitable moments that most people would share. Yo, know, honestly, I'm going to say this on text. I'm down to business. As one of my best friends says, like I will literally just text her like, hey, are we meeting up today? Oh, cool. same. And then once I meet up with you, then same. we're going to have all the live chats. I'll have, I'll have a few conversations here and there. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not a texter and it pisses people off. Okay. Anyways, let's get to this. We have, um, some philosophical questions to ask each other. Okay. I got Oof. two for you. You have two for me. Yeah. We won't have much time to like dip into each one as hard as we have. Okay. So don't pick the best ones because you know, we could do them another time, but okay. give me like number three and number four. Here we go. On your list. Does time have a beginning or an end? Oh, um, yeah. Time to me has a beginning and an end because to me, time is your own feeling and it's you starting at birth and death. For you, that's all that matters. So you're viewing time as a independent entity. Yeah, I think a lot of people think about time, you know, as like the universe or whatever. And that's cool, but like it doesn't really apply to anyone specifically. Okay, now in a greater way. Yeah. Outside Be more of, philosophical. No, 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 no. <laughs> like you answered that very well. I agree yeah. with that answer. But outside of your own life, mm -hmm. does time have beginning and end? When you're long gone, time still goes. Yeah. What happens when the earth eventually, in some unfathomable amount of time, will end? Does time still go on? Yeah. But time is a construct of humans. We made that. No, man. Yeah. No. We invented what a year is. We invented what a day is. Yeah, we invented what a year is and then what a day is. But yeah. like... And that's what time is. Why people still experience... Like, it's crazy. Yeah, you still experience it. Time is created is a human thing. So when humans are all gone, time is essentially done. Yes, the... Like, yeah, but the dimension still goes on. Sorry to get into dimensions, but like the, the 4D still goes on. 100%. It still goes on, but there's that's no... That's a good porno name. The 4D still goes on. <laughs> that sounds like a very intense porn. Yeah, and it still goes on. It's like a three hour long. It's loaded. I just, I don't know. I think uh, my answer is time would eventually not be calculated once humans are gone. Because we are what's calculating it. Yeah. 100%. It's just so crazy how it's just a blip, man. Who's it's to say a day is not 
two nights in a day. You know, we're saying one night, one day is one full day. Yeah. Why, why, how do we know it's not one night, one day, one night as one day? Because we rotate around the, because we rotate. We rotate. But how do you know a one and a half isn't the full? The full day. We're just doing from where we start to where we stop. Yeah, like why don't we? It makes the most sense, of course. No, you're right. No, no, I'm with you because yeah, like a week is arbitrarily seven days is one week, Mm -hmm. right? So why can't like two rotations be a day? Or why can't a week be like nine days? The MGMT acid these what, <laughs> trip is these coming in. These the answers, right. these questions are going to warrant, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, your turn. Oh, here we go. Um, when did your life change for the better? When it got worse. Wow. Oh, baby. Wow. That was good, eh? <laughs> No, I, when did your life get worse? <laughs> uh, when no, when it got better was when it got worse, to be honest with you. I think uh, in college when I experienced what... Um, God damn it, he knows the drops. Actually, on this one, you kind of missed yeah. it, but you know... In, in college when I was being exposed to the feelings of intense anxiety and like depression, yeah, that's when my life got better because before I wasn't really equipped, I dealt with that as everyday nerves. I dealt with my anxiety mm-hmm. as, oh, I'm just nervous. I'm just a nervous person. It wasn't a very clinical diagnosis. It was just like, this is what it is. Yeah. And then when I started to address it and feel the full effects of it, so yeah, when my life got worse, because it was a very tough time for me, my life essentially got better because I got more of an insight as to what life is like, how to feel certain things, and how to deal with certain things. Damn. Did you did you recover that answer? Because it's a great answer, right? But when you said... When it got worse, there's no way you had this epic answer. 100%. Because, guys, honestly, like, we're asking live. Why do you th- listen, why do you think I have to go see a therapist every so often? Because I'm here. My brain <laughs> yeah. does. Like, if you look around the room at some of the art pieces I do, not to, like, to my own horn. Yeah. But I do look at life in that way. I think a lot of people do as well. Yeah, for sure. It's not just like, because, look, if we had a guest or someone saying, when was your, the day your life got better? When I met the love of my life. You know, like. Yeah. You can look at that or you can look at your personal things. And I'm very in tune with the struggles I've gone through and like the hurdles I've come overcome. Yeah, yeah. And I do think that ironically enough, when I, my life started to get better, it was when it got worse first. Yeah. I'm a big believer in like, it's always not saying it's always darkest before dawn. Like it, yeah. it, it's always the hardest before it starts to get better. No, like for sure. I do think you're one of the most self-aware people. And that's like, obviously one of your biggest strengths. But for someone to answer that, first of all, on with like a sick one word answer, it's like when it got worse, which is already epic enough. A little rebuttal there. Right. And then when, when I went deeper into that epicness, it, yeah, it still, it still was good. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll take it. So I'll take you're it. good on the shallow end and, <laughs> you know, like shallow and deep, you're good. What about you? That sounds a little sexual. My bad. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll ask you a question now. Yeah. Um, let's stay away from space talk. Space time continuums. Okay. You ready for this one? Mm. Okay, my my <laughs> stomach has been rumbling the whole day. Okay, this one this was a little weird. Why do we dream? Ooh. Why do we dream? Okay, here we go. 
I'm honestly right now, this is me channeling the deepest of the bullshit of Mars. He's like curled in a ball on the couch holding his face. I'm honestly like just in tune. Here we go. I got it. Why do we dream? Mm. Obvious, Dan. Very simple. Your brain, the way it works, right, is it's chemically, it's just all these synapses firing, yeah. right? It's just one connection firing to the next, right? And you know your reactions to things. You know, if you say, hello, hello, how are you? I know the reaction my brain is going to take, right. right? I think when you dream, these things are still. That's good. You got the drop there. See? Okay, go on. That you have your, I guess your, all these synapses like firing, but in a pattern that you're not used to. Maybe that does something for the brain. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But it's firing off all these like different random patterns that it's never fired off. Why? And I think that's why like dreams look so weird and seem so weird, but they definitely feel so real. But I feel like, okay, in sports, let's say in soccer, you want to do keep ups. The best way to learn how to do keep ups is to do them, drink water and sleep. Like if you just do it every day, mm-hmm. your that muscle memory will be there, right? And just all your brain things firing off, mm-hmm. right? So I think that night after you do keep ups, your brain is like reviewing everything, right? Like reviewing everything I've learned today, right? And then in that review, it'll take like different patterns. I don't know if that makes sense. That's why sometimes a lot more times you're dreaming about things that are relevant to you. I, I see where you're going with it. By the way, yeah. this is a hundred percent bullshit. I could see that too. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what in, I mean? Like, in a quicker answer, in my personal sense, I feel dreaming is, yeah, it's a, a blender of what emotions we felt that day. Yeah. That's why oftentimes it's a giant uh, metaphor. Like if your teeth fall out in your dream, is there's a meaning for that. Yeah. And oftentimes we can't run. The gravity is just super heavy. Yeah. Um, these all have meaning. And I think it comes down to our subconscious of what we're feeling that day. Yeah. Did we not feel good enough this day? Okay. Maybe that's why that happened, you know, but it comes in the form of, you know, like society will formulate a lot of things, how we view them. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, a statue, that's made of concrete represents someone that was so legendary. Yeah. But in a dream, you may turn to concrete because you feel stuck. So I think that the brain is a, is untapped or unaffected by society's norms, you know? Yeah. Honestly, today's articulate Dan. Yeah, yeah. I feel it in my brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, um, last one. Here we last go. Last one. Would it be wrong to steal in order to feed a starving child? Depends who you're stealing from, I think. Like, if it's... Um, if if you're stealing from someone that's trying to feed their own child, then you're... you're it's it's an eye for an eye. Yeah, you're feeding one, but you're hurting another. But <laughs> it's if a dog-eat-dog dog world, baby. Yeah, yeah essentially. <laughs> like, if it was... Say there's a giant Walmart, yeah. and there's, like, a starving kid right outside. Me, personally, I'd obviously pay for it, but in, in context of just... Yeah, steal. Is, stealing... Yeah, I think uh, Walmart won't necessarily feel the effects as much as it'll help this kid. So the line you draw is that corporations or corporateness. I don't want to be that type where it's like, oh yeah, I kind of like shit all over these big corporations that got a lot of money. That's not fair either. No, but it makes sense why you do that. But if you look at the bigger picture, there's a lot of local markets that are trying to feed their own kids. And by doing that, you have to buy an apple from them. Yeah. Because that money will go back into their pocket. 
you buy the you buy the apple that kid gets fed but if you steal the apple yeah well, this company paid bulk and bought this apple and now it's not getting the money for that it's now an empty hole yeah so yeah i think corporations it, it hits a little differently for sure yeah that's a good answer anyway Okay, we are almost at the hour mark. That is it for the rabbit hole, baby. That's all there. Uh, leave a review. Ask us the questions. Tweet at the Danocracy. Um, yeah, we'll give you some deep answers to your problems. Yeah, man. Just review it too, man. All give right, it five guys. Stars. Give it one. Be good. Give it five. Love you. Love you. Kiss, kiss.